0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. As you all know, spiritual entrepreneurship, well, it's the path that I choose to travel on in my business journey. And it's also the path that I'm supporting other entrepreneurs stepping into also. So if you're ready to go big as a spiritual entrepreneur, then I am inviting you to join me in my Aligned Coaching Academy. You see, the Academy is a spiritual and soulful launchpad that helps you get clear about your vision, create a roadmap for your career, and lay a strong foundation for massive abundance in business. Instead of trying to make things happen in your business, what I'll teach you in the Academy is how to take spiritually aligned action so that you'll experience an inner transformation and gain confidence along with practical business building tools. See, your efforts will pay off big time. You'll earn the kind of money that provides the freedom you crave and you'll make an impact doing what you love. So, if you are ready to take this next step in your journey as an entrepreneur, then head to the link in the episode description and fill out the work with me form to apply for the Aligned Coaches Academy now. Welcome back to another guest episode of the Empower Them podcast. Guys, I am so damn excited for this one because I have a good friend and also a mentor of mine coming on to share his absolute abundance of wisdom with us today. So in saying that, today's special guest is a business mentor who also works with Rob Dial, and has coached and mentored over 500 coaches so far. Now, he's also a business owner for a rental car franchise, which has over 30 employees, which is absolutely crazy, guys. And to add on to that, he also has a degree in finance and marketing, which he specializes in budgeting and profit and loss statements. So in saying so, I am extremely excited to introduce to you guys my incredible friend, Amar Asad. Welcome, Amar.
1: Hey, Emily. Thank you for having me. This is exciting.
0: I'm excited. I'm so glad to have you on here today and like grateful for your time and all of the knowledge that you have shared with me to help me in my business so far. So I love that we can now share that with my audience as well. So Amar, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone first and foremost? Obviously, I gave them the bio, but tell them more about you. What do you want them to know?
1: I mean... The basics. My name is Amar Asad. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina here in the United States. I am a business owner of four rental car franchises that are in the coast of North Carolina. But my hardest job is being a dad of four children and a husband. And honestly, my best part though, my favorite part of my day besides my beautiful family is dealing with amazing coaches like Emily and the crew.
0: Mm, I love it. And so, obviously, you haven't always been in the coaching space. You were a businessman before becoming a coach and mentor. So, what really drew you to make that transition?
1: It was COVID 2020. Like, I had a recommendation from Rob's podcast, as you know, you and I, how we both met. And from there, not knowing where the state of my business was going to be, not knowing when COVID was going to end. I mean, we just found out just recently, I mean, with everything that's going on with COVID, and you're talking about almost two years ago. So, It was very, very difficult. I didn't know what to do. And hearing Rob talking about like possibly being a coach and being able to do that was like, let me dabble with it. And then, shit, Emily, two years later, look where I'm at right now. talking to you. I I made it. I made it. Talking to Emily.
0: (laughs) If that's the peak of your career, then I'm absolutely honored. (laughs) Oh, yes. Obviously, you know, you've been working with a lot of coaches across the past two years, really helping them develop their businesses and go out into the world and make an impact. So I'd love to sort of like hear a little bit about this experience and how that's been for you and also how it's shifted your perspective on the importance of having a coach.
1: Oh, I mean, first and foremost, the coolest thing about the community of coaches that I've been fortunate enough to mentor is that they all have one goal and it's to help. It's so badass where, I mean, you're a part of a community as well, Emily, you know how amazing it is. And then you run a coaching community with some badass people as well. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, I forget to mention that, but to know that you all have one goal, right? And honestly, similar fears too, though. And then two or three little things that's holding them back. And then when they're able to overcome it and Mm -hmm. to see that victory and to see the excitement, I mean, that's the rush. That's the excitement. That's what I come home and brag to my wife about. You Mm -hmm. know, it's those type of moments it's very profound to the soul. You know, they always say like, if you giving with intentions is called manipulation Mm -hmm. and you have 900 plus people in this community that are giving with no intention whatsoever. That to me is just powerful. So to be surround myself with just a group of badass people and watching them go over, conquer their fears and two or three little things to hold them back and then running an empire like yourself Then you see them, you know, being able to quit their job and then do coaching for a living and go on dream vacations. I mean, I get to witness that. I get to see that from day one when they Mm. question themselves to, you know, today where they're living their dream life. And it's just powerful. It's amazing. Mm.
0: Something I love that you shared there was the point of giving with no intention. And I think that's such a powerful thing and something that all entrepreneurs should really be carrying, you know, this mindset that, you know, you are here to serve, you're here to give. And yes, of course, there is some profit and there is some gain that you will get from that. But at the same time, you should also be giving as much as you are taking and really doing your part to be able to make a difference for other people. And I know it's something that you do so much. You're constantly giving and giving and giving. And that's been like a big inspiration for me across my whole business journey as well. You know, for me to be able to open up spaces to People who need the support but have no means of making it happen, to come and work with me, to be in my programs for free, to be like giving away that value without any intention attached to it as well. And that's something that I've developed honestly, due to you. It's uh, something that has made a massive difference for me and the fulfillment I see in my business as well.
1: You see, that that means the world to me, because at the end of the day, you're giving more. And that's just badass because everybody wants something. I mean, we all want something, let's be honest. But the satisfaction of seeing the reaction, as I said, is priceless. I don't okay. care. There's no dollar amount that's going to going to describe that feeling. And mm-hmm. It's just great, Emily. You, wait, how old were you when you joined the program? I mean, you were two years ago, 22. right? Twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. And now twenty-two, and I mean, and Emily right now is one of the badass leaders in the community, if not the top of the line. Has an amazing business or coaching services are badass, obviously, and her podcast is crushing it. So two years ago, did you think that you were going to be at the level that you were just two years ago, Emily? That's a question I want to ask you.
0: It's crazy. Hey. And I mean, like, honestly, I had big vision when I came in, but there's always that little bit of a doubt that is attached to the vision of, oh, but am I just dreaming too big? You know, is this really going to become possible for me? So yeah, it is pretty crazy to sort of see what can happen in such a short amount of time. And I mean, it hasn't even been two full years because I was on the cusp of 23 when <laughs> I did join the community. So Good it was very much been about, I'd say, a year and maybe four months of just being wow. on this journey so far.
1: And how's that been for you in a year and four months?
0: <laughs> Fucking awesome. That's there we go. To lead <laughs> into this space, right? And the fact that I get to be on this journey alongside such a badass like you just makes it all the more fun.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. As I said, you and all the other badasses just to see, as I said, brand new. And look at you right now. That is why you do coaching. That is why you get a coach. That is why you coach right Mm -hmm. there. That feeling that you and I are both giddy about.
0: Mm -hmm. And in saying that as well, that's something else I wanted to touch on. It's the ripple effect. That coaching has, you know, you came into the coaching space. You weren't even a coach prior to that. And you went on to this incredible self development journey that's been a part of, you know, this aspect of your business. And then that has had an impact on so many other coaches. So those coaches are then able to go out into the world and have an impact on so many other people or so many other coaches. And then those people are able to have an impact as well. And that's what I love about coaching is that ripple effect that, yeah, you get to serve, even if it's just one person you're serving the greater majority. It's not just that one person you're impacting, but it's everyone else that's within their lives as well.
1: And that's, I mean, and if that's not fulfilling, what the fuck is, Emily? You know (laughs) what I mean? Like you just said right now, that ripple effect is great to see, you know, you being an awesome coach and then seeing you're changing a coach's life and being able to have a coach that you coach be able to change someone's life. All, you know, because you decided to invest in yourself. I decided to invest in myself. And that's what it comes down to. And that was, you know, we can talk about this. The toughest decision that I think I had to make was to invest in myself because, I mean, we don't hear about that. And, you know, that's the best decision I ever did.
0: Yeah. And that's something I would love to dive into as well, because today we are going to be having a conversation around obviously like finances and budgeting and business and giving that sort of guidance to entry-level entrepreneurs so they have the clarity around what they can do. But with that as well, you know, When it comes to money in general, there are always so many fears that do come up around that. So I'd love to sort of hear from you, from your experiences and, you know, the many people that you have spoken to and worked with. Well, what are the biggest fears that sort of hold people back around making investments into the coaching space?
1: Is that they don't know much about it. I think it's just not understanding or aware of like what a coach is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I feel that everybody is, a or a lot of people that I know are more familiar with fitness coaches just because they, you know, go to the gym, right? They see the PTs, you know, the physical trainers and stuff. But when you actually have somebody to help with your mind, you know, being a guy, that's not something you want to really open up about. You don't want to open up like on your problems, you know, in front of stranger or strangers in a group and stuff. But when you, I think the part that most people forget, including myself, the fear was, Oh my God, I'm alone. But as you know, when you leave those meetings, whether coaching, you know, one-on-one or in a group, you're actually walk out smiling, saying, I'm not alone. Mm. And that is the biggest fear was, Oh my God, I'm alone doing this. Oh my God, what am I doing? And being able to go in there where all over the world, right? You're in Australia. I'm in the United States. We have friends in the UK. We have friends all over the world, but you know, what's the common denominator? Completely yeah, agree. I, Exactly.
0: The connection and the support that you do get from these sorts of relationships is just so transformative on so many different levels. And when you do lack the full knowledge around, you know, that sort of depth of support that you do receive, yeah, it can bring up sort of objections and resistance with leaning into it. But of course, like, you know, there's a massive fear that people have around spending money. And yeah, there is quite an investment involved in coaching because of the Like the depth of the connection and relationship and the level of value that you do receive. So looking at the perspective of someone who is wanting to invest, but is scared to spend that money, how can they really start to sort of move through those sorts of fears and blocks?
1: It's very simple. Ask yourself, are you happy? Mm. Like, no, no, not in front, not on over here on the podcast or in video. No, you ask yourself right now, if you're listening, like, am I happy? And it's like, you're not happy. Get a coach get a coach that is what it comes down to emily invest it's priceless i've witnessed i've seen people change their lives people who've never ever thought they would get over a death now you know moving forward in their life and being able to not only you know live their dream life you witness people quitting their jobs and you know because of this because they've invested in themselves able to then live their dream life what's the you know Five regrets of the dead. You know, one of them is not living to your true like living for mm-hmm. yourself. And what do you do that? Are you happy? No. Invest in yourself because I promise you. I promise, especially like I mean, trust me. She didn't tell me to say this, but like, reach out to Emily if you are really not happy. You know, or you are not fulfilled in your life. You need a coach because I promise you, it gets harder each and every day. You can mm-hmm. tell yourself whatever you want, but that feeling that when you have that consultation with an Emily or another coach, being able to walk out, insane, you know, or breathing, taking that deep breath, and saying, "I'm not alone," is priceless. So that's what I'm going to say: is that if you're satisfied and happy in life, no, don't need a coach. But personally, I feel that everybody should get a coach in their life, have a goal, and be able to have be held accountable. That is what a good coach does, as you know.
0: Hmm. Yeah, exactly that. Like asking yourself that question of are you happy like with where you're at right now? And you really have two options from there. You know, if the answer is no, on one hand you can settle and you continue being unhappy and, you know, as you said, get to the end of your life and sort of look back and have more so regrets, you know, rather than celebrations. Mm -hmm. Or you could then ask yourself the question of, well, what are you willing to do to create change? You know, what are you willing to do about the fact that you are not happy? you know, what steps can you take is the first step, you know, starting to brainstorm and get clear on your options. And then it's the next step making an investment in some way. So yeah, really doing that, like self-awareness work and self-reflection to just get clear on where you're at right now and what you need to do to actually create change for yourself and also be willing to do what it takes as well. Right. Because I feel like so many people know that they're not happy where they're at, but they also can't, Be bothered, or they're not willing to take the action or take the steps or take the risks that are necessary in order to get to where they want to be. So, is there anything you want to speak to on that?
1: Yeah, that's a, I mean, change happens in two ways. Mm -hmm. Either you control the change for you, Emily, or the universe is going to make the change for you. Mm -hmm. That's what I have to say. Be in control of your change. The universe is a funny thing, guys and girls who are listening. I'm telling you right now. Change is going to happen. The only advice I'm going to say is be in control of your change. If you're not happy, work on getting happy. If you're not happy with your job, have a plan to get out of your job. You know, all this is possible with a coach. People don't realize that coaches help out in every aspect of your life, whether physical, whether mental, whether anything. I mean, Emily, we've seen them all. Mm
0: -hmm. And, you
1: know, and the outcome is the same. And it's happiness, kind of how we started this part off
0: be in control of your change. I love that. And you're so right. Like, you know, when we have these um, experiences before us and it's sort of telling us that, you know, change, you need to start doing something about this. Like, you know, you need to start creating change for yourself. And we ignore that in all of my experiences, the universe has just slammed me even harder when I've ignored it. Right. Like, cause it forces you. It creates situations or experiences that push you and force you to then create that change that you yourself are not bringing yourself to take. So would you rather take it at your own pace and within your control, or would you rather deal with whatever additional shit is going to be added to your pile? Because let me tell you what, it does stack. It stacks and stacks and oh, stacks. Yeah to do something about it.
1: (laughs) I mean, I have an example. I have a friend who has been talking about leaving his job, leaving his job, not happy, not happy, not happy, not happy. I hate this job. It's miserable. I mean, got laid off. Now he wishes he had that job. He's confused and stuff. Could have been in control of his change. But yeah,
0: Right. And the thing is, like, even if you don't believe in the universe and like, you know, this in the sense of spirituality, really take a hard look at your life and think about, well, what actual experiences have you experienced that align with this and are sort of showing you that, you know, whether you believe in the universe or not, change is going to come one way or another.
1: Exactly.
0: What I'd love to sort of touch on now is look at the opposite perspective of what we were just chatting about, because we were sort of just chatting about, you know, someone who wants to make an investment or maybe needs to make an investment but has fears. And on the other side of things, we, of course, have you know, the coaches, the service providers, the people that are there to support these people. And the struggle or the challenge that they may face is helping these people wanting to invest move through those fears that they do have come up. So what sort of advice would you give to a coach, a service provider, a consultant, you know, whoever it is out there, When it comes to handling the objections and the fears that come up when we are having those sorts of enrollment calls with prospective
1: clients. I always say you go in there knowing that they need you more than you need them. Mm. And to, you know, that's the way you got to do that as well, because everybody can remember a bad sales experience. I mean, we all have that dirty taste in their mouths from that. And when you're, you know, consulting, as you, you know, you use the word consulting a possible client you are providing them with an opportunity, but they're the ones who have to take the opportunity. You can lead the horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So that's number one and be confident, be confident in it. Practice, practice your enrollment, practice your objectives. You know, I teach a Wednesday course on objections. As you know, Emily, role plays, you've been a part of it as well. Like it's, you know, and a lot of the times, and it's mind boggling is that you have coaches and consultants that are doing an amazing job building the report, amazing job digging into their issues, being able to paint their future. Great job, but when it comes down to the close, they mm. fumble. They stutter. They start talking fast, really really fast. You don't know what to do. And it's just that confidence that they're lacking. So, I would just go in there with confidence, remember that they need you more than you need them, and at the end of the day, You're here, you lead them to order, but they're the ones at the end of the day that have to make the decision. Go in there confident, be confident in your product and know what you're talking about. Because if you don't know what you're offering, then why am I going to sign up if you don't know what it is? So be clear, be concise, and know your product.
0: I love all of that. Confidence really is the key at the end of the day. Because if you think about it, if you lack confidence in what you're selling, then of course someone's going to lack confidence in your ability to be able to deliver to what they need and to put their trust and their confidence in you as well. So really honing in on your own mindset and your own beliefs around your value and your own confidence in the process that you are moving a prospective client through when you are on one of those calls. And it really does just come from practice and doing the inner work, right? So, I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to share on that point before we sort of dive into the next part of the podcast?
1: I think that, you know, when it comes to, if you are a coach or you want to be a coach or you're being held back from wanting to be a coach, because you're scared, you're not going to get any sales. You're scared. People are going to say no, or you're thinking that, oh, people won't pay for me because you're thinking with your wallet. My advice to you is that if you want to be a coach, you got to think about the benefits of being a coach. Don't think about the negatives, because if you're going to look into the negatives of being a coach, you're probably looking at the negatives in every area in your life. As our mentor Dean says, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. So if you can stick stick on that positive route and just look at it that way, I promise you'll have a positive outcome.
0: See, it's because what you focus on is what you're going to find. Like if you were to look around your room right now and I said to you, Amar, like go look for every single blue thing that's sitting in your room and you come back to me and I say, cool, what would you see that was red? You're not going to be able to tell me anything because you've been so fixated on looking for all of the blue things. And the same thing applies when, you know, with the perspective you're taking, you know, if you're going to be focusing on all the reasons why you're not worth your price or why coaching is not going to help someone, you're going to be missing all of the reasons why you are worth that price and how you can truly transform and impact someone else's life. So perspective is so important.
1: Yeah. Now I was going to add too. And even if like right now you're interested in getting a coach, right? Right now you're like, you know what? Like I'm inspired to get a coach. I just want to fix my life and get my shit together, right? You get on there and then you reach out to a coach, a baddest coach like Emily or anybody else, right? And then you get on that call and you're connecting. You have this great connection. You build that trust, right? And you say, you know what? They say the price and you're like, I'm going to do it. I promise you, you're going to have things pop up in your head. You're going to probably have buyer remorse when you agree. It's going to pop up. Why? Because the brain loves to do comfortable things. Mm-hmm. This is uncomfortable to hire a coach because you're going to have to get a lot out. You're going to have to talk about uncomfortable things at times, but that's going to free you in the future. So, best advice I'm going to give you because it came up with me and I'm so glad I was able to say, you know, screw you. You know, I'm going with my gut, not my brain. And so, if there's one thing I can tell you, is if you have that connection with the coach, go with it.
0: Connection's everything at the end of the day. It's all about that energy. If you don't vibe, don't go ahead. But if deep down you know that your energies were aligned and you connected with that person, you know, in ways that maybe you haven't been able to connect with other people before, then you'd be ridiculous to walk away from an opportunity like that. And I mean, I personally can speak from experience. Every single time I've spent any sort of money on my business, You know, I've always had a little bit of buyer's remorse come in, but I choose not to focus on that. You know, I I choose not to focus on, oh, this is scary. I just made this large investment. And what if I don't make my money back? Instead, I focus on, holy shit, I just made this epic investment that is literally going to bring me so much value, so much experience, so much transformation. And I put my mindset, back in alignment with where it is I want to be and how it is I want to feel. So it's definitely something that we do have control over. We can choose to really lean into that buyer's remorse and victimize ourselves and get all scared and then you know pull out of that investment we decide to make. Or we can back ourselves and just trust that this is going to bring us so much experience and so much growth and so much learning that it would be ridiculous. We'd be at a greater loss stepping away than if we were to commit to it.
1: As our mentor, Rob Dial says, if you think it's going to be a bitch, it's going to be a bitch.
0: (laughs) Right. I love it. I love it. So I think that pretty much wraps up sort of what I wanted to tap into there around obviously the fears involved in stepping into coaching or making investments into yourself. But on this topic of money, I really want to sort of dive in with you into the areas of like finances and budgeting, but specifically, you know, understanding the importance of these elements as an entry-level entrepreneur and what it is we should sort of be focusing on. So what is it you love to share in these areas?
1: Well, you know, I think it's very important, Emily, that like if you're talking about you know, your money or your business? Cause are you right now, are we talking about business finances, personal? What do you want specifically? Cause I want to make sure. I, I mean, I
0: suppose in a way they'd all sort of come into play somehow, because I'm sort of thinking from the perspective of, you know, when I was first stepping into the entrepreneurial space, like what were the things that I should have known to help me sort of manage my money better and understand how Money is moving in and out of my business, but also, you know, in life as well, because so many people do come into this space and you know they do start making money, but this is new for them. So they don't know how to manage it. And then they can be and you know, resulting in experiences like what you're sort of coaching me through myself.
1: I was just <laughs> oh, gonna say that I was trying to hold it back. I was like, wait a second. Oh, so oh and this what? is something
0: I have been starting to talk more about on the podcast is You know, I did in my first year get such massive success, but I have never had that sort of money in my life. And so I just didn't know how to manage it. So it put me in a position at the start of this year where, you know, budget wise, I needed to start from square one, you know, work through some debt, work out good plans to help me with money management moving forward and all of that. And I sort of want to help people avoid getting into that same situation that I did.
1: Oh, well, you just said the secret word and it was budget. In business and in life, if you don't have a budget, you're not going to hit your financial goals. Just it. I'm just going to say it like that. You need to know, number one, how much money is coming in. How much are you bringing in per month? You can pause this. You can do this, because this is very, very important. So how much is your paycheck? Let's just say for, you know, you can say your paycheck is $10,000, right? You go in there. How much are you bringing in? And then you want to go into your expenses, your total expenses. So let's just say your expenses are $8,000. We're just going to use whole numbers, right? And then you want to break it down. And you can say like, hey, Emily's like, hey, you know what? Me and my partner want to go on a vacation somewhere else. I want $4,000. So then you got to have to break down the budget. And you're going to say, okay, what can I do? And the way that I like to source a budget is, you know, you go from right off the bat, housing, rent, mortgage. Whatever that is, how much does that make? Line items, guys. Line items. So how much is your rent? Okay, put it on there. And then your groceries. How much do you spend on groceries? And that includes, you know, adult beverages, because I know that that's a hefty one right there. So how much are you actually spending in the grocery store? you've been spending, you know, when you're there. Go there to buy milk and eggs and you come back to shopping carts. trust me. I have proof. My wife does that all the time. I'm going to go get milk and she comes back with 10 bags. I'm like, what are you kidding me? So yeah, I put transportation, car expense. If you live in big cities, you take this train. What are your expenses on your vehicle? Utilities, gas, light, bill, water bill. What are your utility bills? Dining. Next is your dining, traveling, entertainment, going out, taking clients out to eat for business or personal, you just going out with your friend, me taking out my wife, me going out with my friends, me going, whatever it is. What are you spending when you go out with your friends? Know your number. I put like, if you are a part of a coaching service or something like that, you put that in as an expense from there. If you have a business, you put your employees, you know, how much you're spending on employees from there. And then I always put miscellaneous stuff that's coming out of your account. Netflix. You know, whatever it is, the 599 a month, the 10, those miscellaneous things that add up, throw it in there and you add up your total expenses and what you do to make more money. If you can't adjust your paycheck that's coming in, you can always adjust your expenses. And that's the part that Emily, obviously that you were learning, uh, we were talking about, you know, on our call the other day, but you, you know, understand that you can control your expenses. There's some fixed expenses like the house mortgage, you know, utilities, but you can work on your groceries. You can work on your you know, entertainment and going out. As you said, you made a lot of money, but you don't know where the hell to win, right?
0: Yeah, exactly that. And I know like from reflection as well, a large part of my problem was the money that was coming in. My mindset was like, cool, let's put it all back in the business, right? I wasn't really considering any other aspect of my life that I also needed to be budgeting for. So you've spoken a little bit to me in the past about percentages and sort of looking at, you know, living and investments and all of these sorts of things. So what sort of general breakdown would be a good guide for someone who is trying to figure out, okay, how much of this can I put into business? How much should I be putting into other
1: areas as well? Okay. Well, I see what you're saying. Like rule of thumb is you want to always, anytime you make money in the beginning, when you start up a company and you're making money, you're bringing profit, you want to bring somebody in. You want to bring somebody in so you can delegate certain responsibilities so you can focus, Emily, on growing your business. You know, I see you have a few employees. You went from by yourself. Now you have some employees. How has that helped you, you know, being able to know your budget with your business? Has it freed you up?
0: Mm, Completely. It creates more space for me to focus on my strengths, my area of expertise, and palm off those lower ticket jobs to other people so I can show up for the higher
1: ticket jobs. There you go. Exactly. So, I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. So, I just feel that when it comes down to like, as far as, you know, like your profits, like everybody wants to make money because they feel like, hey, you know what? It's taken me a while. You know, I invested $10,000 in this program and it's taken me a minute to make my money back. So, I just want to afford it. I want to put it away. I want to do this. I want to do that. No, invest it back in your business. The best thing you can do for your business is keep investing in it. That's what I'm currently doing in my franchises. I mean, that's something that, that I'm very excited about. I'm just bringing in extra staff to make it easier so I can take a step back. But at least mm-hmm. I know the business is taken care of and we're able to operate efficiently. I think that's what it comes down to. You know, if you're making money, you need to invest in it. But you're saying as far as if you're losing money, then you got to make some cuts. It goes mm-hmm. both ways. Yeah. It, it goes both ways. It's like, okay, you know, I just hired both of you. I'm losing money. Whatever is going to make your life Easier is the one that you're going to keep. And that's just it. You got to be selfish in business when it comes down to it, because it's your business. It's your livelihood. And you're doing this for your future, your goals. So definitely know what you're doing, but just don't be scared to make changes because they're all temporary. I think that's another thing too. If you have one bad month, Emily, it's just temporary. You know, don't, you're not going to have 20 of them. And people hit that panic button sometimes you yeah. hit that panic button a few times.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, it's only natural, but we work
1: through
0: it. <laughs> something that exactly. Up, something that came up when you were talking about like obviously hiring and like bringing employees into your business. I've heard you say this in the past is hire slow and fire fast. And I know that's something that I really did the opposite of last year. I hired (laughs) fast and fired slow. And when I sort of started to notice that some of the investments weren't really having a return, I was a bit too slow in pulling the plug on that. And I mean, it was largely because of the mindset behind it of, I don't want to, you know, put this person out and, you know, I don't want to upset them. So what sort of tips would you have to really shift to that mentality?
1: Fire fast, hire slow. <laughs> that is, you know, because we're generally good people. You're a good person, Emily. And that's why you don't want to hurt their feelings. I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, for I think. Your, yeah. So for your business, if they're going to, then the they take your vision, you know, hold you back from your vision. That's the way you got to look at it. If you're a business owner, this person is currently holding you back from your vision. You got to make that change that is what you got to look at it. I'll say it again. Be selfish in your business for yourself. Look out for yourself because you're the one, this is your empire and you got to be in control of it and know what's going on.
0: Yeah, completely. And that's the thing. You have to be selfish at times. You know, you have to be making sure that all of the decisions you are making within your business are aligned with where you want it to be. Otherwise, as we were talking about before, change is going to be forced upon you and it's going to be a lot more uncomfortable when that time does come down the line.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I believe you are somebody who I had to like say, you need to shut down, take a break and mm-hmm. disappear for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about business. That was good for your business at the same time too, mm-hmm. burnout. We get burnt out. And what do we do when we're burnt out? We want to work more. Mm-hmm. Know your limits. If you're burnt out, take a vacation. Emily did that. And you came back and you crushed it, but you were very resistant. Yeah. Very resistant about it. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem right there. It's that mindset. Oh my God, I can't trust. I can't step away. Mm -hmm. It's another thing you're going to have to learn in business is that you're going to have to trust.
0: Yeah. I did a whole podcast episode once I got back from that holiday as well. And I was talking about that resistance I felt beforehand and how I had to let go of that so then I could fully enjoy the holiday and actually allow it to serve its purpose instead of, you know, creating more problems from there and how through doing so it did allow me to come back with a higher energy and to be able to show up better just all around. So great advice that you gave me back then and I'm glad that I listened. <laughs> but what I sort Good of job. would love to touch on now is still in this area of budgeting. And I know that like, One of the biggest things, aside from not really knowing how to budget, the other thing that held me back from really having that clarity around how money was moving through my business was the discomfort that comes from looking at the numbers. You know, when we can turn a blind eye to it, we're like, it's fine, like everything's great. I can't see any problems because you're not looking at the problems, you know, you're just avoiding it. So, what would your tips be for someone who is very resistant to? making that spreadsheet and putting the numbers on it because they're scared of, you know, how what those numbers might make them feel.
1: Well, I mean, it's funny because the last time I did numbers with somebody, it was you. And it was hysterical because she was so resistant about it. So that's why I think that that's pretty funny. But what you're going to do is like, you're saying, look at your numbers, look at your bank account. when she's talking about numbers, it confused me for a second. Look at your bank account. She's talking, when she says numbers, she's talking about money. So look at your bank account. And if you see you have, in it, $100 in it, look at it and know what your goal is. Once again, you know if you're scared to look at it, here's a perfect example, because I've been that person before when I had that scarcity mindset, but I was able to, because I've gotten into the habit of looking at my account every day, I text my wife and be like, hey, did you sign up for this bill at $69.99 a month? She's like, no, I didn't. Boom, caught that there. So look at it as, hey, I'm doing fraud protection. Whatever it is that you got to trick yourself to do it but when you see what you're spending and you see how much is coming in versus what you're putting out and be like holy shit i just worked 50 hours this week you know 200 hours this month and i'm only putting 200 dollars in my pocket let me go to the videotape let me go to the paper let me go to the actual you know the bible itself and see where did i go wrong and that's when i'm like treat your budget like it's a religious thing you got to know where your numbers are because that's the way you're going to hit your goal if you want to hit Hundred thousand dollars? How the hell are you gonna hit hundred thousand dollars if you don't know where you're at? You don't know what's coming in. You don't know what's coming out. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna say is that like get over that fear because you're going to end up losing in the long run. So look at it as you're protecting your assets by looking at it every day. You're protecting yourself by looking at it every day, and then envision how big you want it. Manifest that. Hey, I want add three zeros to that. Four zeros to that. Say that every day what are you going to do differently it's going to happen just as i said if you look at it in a different light
0: yeah it is so important and i mean i can even speak from experience that the moment that we clearly laid out everything onto that spreadsheet yes there was a little bit of like discomfort in that but there was also a lot of comfort that came from it because i had found clarity around okay this is the facts now this is what i need to work towards and it gave me that clarity for what i need to make happen in my business you know moving forward so Whilst we think that it's going to be the scariest thing in the world, there is a lot of relief that does come from breaking down those numbers clearly. But you mentioned financial goals in that as well. So I suppose the last thing I'd love to touch on with you is what is sort of like the best ways to go about setting financial goals and what should we consider when doing so?
1: Oh, that's a great, great question. I think number one, number one thing you want to do is financial goal is like, why do you have this financial goal? Why is your financial goal $100,000 by X amount of dollars? Just know what it is. Get clear, clear in your goal. Because if you're not clear on your goal, you're not gonna hit your goal. I mean, we've seen I've seen it firsthand with over 500 coaches. If you're not clear on the message, you're not going to hit it. So right off the bat. Also, know your expenses to the penny. To okay. the penny. Even Emily, I mean, I just call you out right here. You didn't know your expenses to the penny at all. She was like, "I think it's this. I think it's that." And I'm like, "No, oh, you got to do that." And you know, know your debt. Know what's coming out of your account. Know that you know you have fifteen hundred dollars a month coming out of your account because of fifteen hundred and four dollars and seventy two cents each month because of you know that's your bills for the month. And then if you see, oh shit, my bills up to twenty two hundred dollars this month. Boom, you know what it is, and that right there will show you. Oh my god, I'm negative to hitting my goal of a hundred thousand dollars. So, know your debt, know your expenses, and also you have a paycheck. Right? Rule of thumb is if you can put 20% away when you bring in whether it's investment savings, stocks. I mean, that's a whole five episodes if you want to go into that, but you know. But you want to also find a way to invest 20% of that paycheck. I just say that just, you know, for either your retirement, for your future is what I would say comes down to that. But being very clear in your financial goal, knowing what it is, why you want to do it, the timeline, and you may not even need a timeline now that I think about it, but know your goal and know your numbers and write it down to the penny. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you're not going to hit it.
0: Mm-hmm. So we'll have to do a second episode, you know, and dive into that topic (laughs) of investment savings and stocks because I know so many people are interested in that as well. But yeah, like the biggest thing that I'm really taking away from this conversation around like finances and budgeting is just clarity, you know, knowing your numbers, stop looking away from them, look at them and get clear on what it is because only once you have that clarity, you can then start setting goals. You can start building yourself out of debt. You know, you can start saving and putting it towards life experiences, right? That's really where you do create that freedom for yourself is from that clarity. So I've taken so much value away from this conversation today and we do have to start to wrap up. But before we close off this episode, Amar, what would your final piece of advice be for any business owner, any new entrepreneur that is listening to this today?
1: I want to say, grab the bull by the horn and take action. That is my advice is that like, We brought up change about like, it happens two ways, either, you know, either the universe does it or be control of your change. Like you really have, like in 2022, if we have not learned anything through COVID is that nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. So take action in what you want to do. You're obviously all listening to this podcast because you're into some type of self-development. So whatever it is that you're thinking, like, you know what? Like, I want to live this dream life. I want to do this for a living. I want to ride horses. Whatever it is that you want to do for a living, whatever it is that you want to do for your future, for your family, grab the bull by the horn and take action to do it. Stop pondering. Just do it. Because I promise you, if you keep thinking about it, that's the result you're going to get is just keep dreaming about it. So take freaking action and grab the bull by the horn.
0: I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Amar, for coming on and sharing so much value with us all today. And I'm so grateful as well because you're coming into my business academy and you're also sharing this sort of value in there. But what I'd love to know if someone does want to continue learning from you or just following you after this episode, where can they find you? What's the best platform?
1: Just use Instagram, at Amar Asad, and then we can put that in there. And also, Emily, what I can do too for you, and I didn't even discuss this with Emily, is that if there's some way... You can have your listeners who need a budget sheet. I will provide my personal budget sheet that maybe they can upload for you from maybe if if they got to like, you know, whatever you can do to get them on there. But I'll give you like a really detailed, if if that's what the listeners want, a detailed like budget, I'll be more than happy to provide that. Yeah,
0: amazing. Well, it's a big yes from me. So what we can do is we can slap the link to that into the episode description of this podcast so they don't need to go anywhere else to find it.
1: Sweet. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Amar. Honestly, I feel so energized after every single conversation we have. I'm so grateful to have you in my life as a mentor and also as a friend. And I'm so excited to be on this business journey alongside you. So thanks again for your time today.
1: Thank you, Emily. And it's been a true pleasure watching you freaking blossom and kick ass and take names.
0: So that's a wrap on today's episode. any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.